0: up world to pass first point guard and trailblazers reporter mike richmond you are listening to another episode of locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts and also on youtube make sure you're subscribing on youtube if you're watching on youtube you already know today's a special one we got a guest with me he's right here in the panel uh we're trying to get to a thousand subs by halloween so uh get on youtube help us get there We're, we're pushing up towards 600 probably past 600 by the time you're listening to this But today's episode isn't just about subscribing on YouTube. Still very important. It's also about over-unders. And with me to pick Trailblazers over-unders for the season is none other than my friend Chuck Charles Tuggle. What's poppin' Chucky Muggs?
1: Not a lot, brother. Uh, Happy to be back. Thanks for having me. And uh, looking forward to this new season, which is just around the corner. Oh, days away! Less than a
0: week away from opening night as we record this. For uh, long-time podcast listeners or long-time sort of podcast appreciators, I guess uh, Charles and I used to host a uh, a Blazers podcast together back in the day when I worked for the Oregonian. But uh, you know, now Charles he's he abandoned me and moved to the East Coast, and so now I have to just get him on once or twice a season uh, because he's still got a plenty of Blazer insights. And what we're going to do for Blazer insights today, we're going to leverage Charles's fandom. Um, Charles, you are still a Blazer fan. You haven't adopted the Knicks, have you, now that you live in Manhattan, right?
1: No, they're they're the local team though, I have to, I have to admit. Um, the secondary team and, and folks who move around a little bit and are big sports leagues fan in particular, know how this goes a little bit. Uh, uh passing interest in the uh the local team. But I was faced with the decision, right, when I moved here to uh uh nets knicks fans the choice was easy i'll go with the suffering and the misery and the uh, it and cool factor which the knicks will always have but blazers first and foremost thank you very much
0: yeah in fact you've you've connected with people out there because you identify as a blazer fan so you're not faking the funk you're admitting it out in public
1: (laughs) that's right right blazers fans uh making friends everywhere and even flagrant magazine friends i see some of those issues on your uh your shelf behind you. So, Oh yeah, I actually out have out issue there.
0: three. I actually have issue three and there's a little black space like right above me here. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right there. It should be right there, but I, it's, I'm it's, i literally reading it. It's on my coffee table, so I moved it out of my display, uh, but it'll be back soon. Let's let's get into these over-unders, Charles, because we got a bunch to get through. These were sent in by uh, listener Ben Sprouse. That's at Ben underscore Sprouse on Twitter. Ben is kind enough to send me these every year and they're incredible. Like they're so good. They're like, they really... um. They're really fantastic. So thanks. Thanks. And huge shout out to Ben uh, Charles. The first one we're going to do Let's Damian go. Lillard, Damian Lillard over under 3.7 threes per game. What do you got? I got over. I'm going over too. the last two years. Damian Lillard shot four made 4.1 threes per game. I don't think he's going to make less. And if he does, I don't think he's going to make a whole half less. Like they're going to launch threes, right? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he took a step up uh, in sort of his career numbers of of made threes per game. And I think that's just that's the tier he's at now. So I don't see him fluctuating too much from that. When earlier in his career, it was, you know, high twos, threes. And then he sort of plateaued, maybe not plateaued, but he's reached that sort of height of a plateau of around four a game. Um, So I think it's it's close to that four number.
0: If the number was if the if the over under was at four, would you take the over?
1: I might take the under there because part of the interest in this new season is the hope, maybe or aspiration that there's a little bit more ball movement. Maybe a side effect of that was Dame getting minuscule, sort of fewer, sort yeah. of shots sort or of attempts up. So that would change my my pick. But I'm pretty confident in an over here that he's flame throwing and that's just who he is.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pounding the over at three point seven. I'm hesitant at four, but I'm I'm kind of a believer that. Um, they're just going to dame's still going to have the ball and shoot a lot and that the egalitarian love is a is an october thing and not a january thing but we'll see we'll see uh next over under charles anthony simons 1.4 free throw attempts per game where are you at
1: this is fandom i think sort of driving me but i'm over i'm over on this one i think i think ant like must do this I think yeah, he must yeah. meet this over under this criterion. He must exceed this number for the the sort of future development of his own game. Uh and for the development of the Blazers team game. He's gotta step up like this, attack the rim, use that athleticism, some of that handle over. And I'm, he's gonna I'm have the ball in it. his hands more. And that's, yeah, that's and more opportunities.
0: Help. Yeah. So Ant averaged 0.7 free throws per game last year near the bottom of the team. Uh, I went over as well on this. And my logic is that last year, Gary Trent Jr. shot 1.8 free throws per game. And Gary Trent Jr. basically only shot jump shots. He shot like so many step back middies that I feel like Ant with like a similar shot diet um, will will be in the 1.5 range. I'm scared though. I'm not 100%. This is one where I was like over, but I don't know. Like I'm not super confident in this.
1: Yeah, the initial reaction of of myself, sort of perusing these, was was under just on base that that sort of historical reticence he has, sort of. In oh, we're both the fanning Rand, out.
0: We're but, both fanning out. Like, no, Ant's gonna do it, even though we yeah. both thought under initially. I love it's,
1: it. it. It's about that time, sort of in his sort of development arc. If I'm being kind of generous and seeing learning the different sort of skills that come along with more experience and playing time. This is the step. You got to think the whole organization, the whole coaching staff is like that's a big part of their messaging to ant is we're trusting you, we're giving you the ball more. And you're the dunk contest champion. So see what happens when you attack the basket more.
0: Yeah. And in the preseason, in the preseason against the Kings, when he was given the given the rock um to like go go and get it, he got to the rim a couple times. So I think even though we're both admitting that maybe we're home this is a little homerish, I think there's some logic to it. Okay, next over under is Nazir Little, 16 and a half minutes per game. What do you got?
1: Okay, let me find my I know I, don't I, want go I sent these to my you notes. out of order. I made some notes. <laughs> I sent these to you out of order. That's my bad. It was how many minutes again? 16 and a half. 16 and a half. This one was close my initial thought, my reaction, my instinct was was under, but I think this is along the lines of that ant sort of one with a, a larger role, potentially more trust. I'm going over on this one. Uh, the the right step sort of moment in his sort of development as well more responsibility and making good on it. So I think the minutes are there for Nas. Does he make good on it and sort of keep them? We'll see. Um, but I think from the outset, he'll sort of have that. So I'm going over.
0: Yeah, I I have over two. And my logic is that last year, Anthony Simons played 17 minutes per game and Rodney Hood played 19 minutes per game. And Mm. I kind of think that's about the role for Nas. Like not an every night player, but he's going to play the majority of nights. And when he does, he'll have a real role. And a real role is something north of 16 minutes. Uh, I think this is a really good line. I think 16 and a half, like Ben knocked this one out of the park. 16 and a half is a really tough betting line. I'm leaning over, but I'm a little, I'm a little, a little scared
1: yeah no that one's gonna be close yeah these are good so uh, again kudos to ben for sending these these odds and yeah. they've made it fun thank you
0: over over under five and a half starts for tony
1: snow i'm going under under oh. I, I think if this happens these are these are cataclysmic circumstances like big injuries the team is backed up but maybe some covid stuff crazy stuff happens um, I don't see it happening. Really, tank commander kind of situation where the team yeah. is all of a sudden just going down the drain. I don't see ha- that happening either. So I'm going under on the starts. I think we'll see. All some right, this is though. the first
0: one we disagree on. I have over, um, and my logic is that I don't know. That doesn't seem six. Seems like of just like random twisted ankle. Uh, you need six starts at small forward. They don't and they don't have it uh, because here's here's really it is like if any of the guards miss time, you slide CJ and Norm down or whatever, like you slide the guards down. And then the question is at small forward where they just don't have a lot of depth. Hmm. And I'll just guess that Stel- Snell starts a seventh game or whatever um, based on that. But but I like this line, too. I think it's worth it. But that, this is the first one we disagree on. OK, next one is Nurk three and a half assists.
1: Over. I'm hoping. Yeah, over. I'm hoping, praying. He's shown those passing chops. He was complaining at the very sort of end of last season about these sort of issues, his role in the offense, what is asked of him, what is needed of him, passing the ball, moving the ball or in the post. He's wanted that. He's hoping he's going to get some more action uh, from Bill in and a new improved offense. So it's happening. Over. Nurkic is moving, operating from the high post.
0: Yeah, I'm over two. Last year he averaged 3.4 assists per game. If you assume like uh, slightly more share of the playmaking duties, I think the over is easy. I think this would be more interesting at four. Um, I think f- four, or four and a half would be where you'd really start to see action. I think three and a half is a no brainer that you pound the over because he basically did it last year and he's supposed to get the ball more. All right, let's come back. We got more over-unders from, from the great Brent Sprouse. Uh, we'll answer them. We will discuss them all in the second and third segments. But before we do that, I want to tell y'all about Prize Picks. PrizePix Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times that amount on an entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. So it's simple. And if you get, if you go to price picks right now, pricepicks.com, and you use the promo code NBA, you will receive a 100% instant match on a $100 deposit. That means if you put $100 down, you get $200 when you use that promo code NBA. They got an award-winning app that's available in the App Store and also on Google Play. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, so it's quick and easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. It's it is the, If you are looking for an NBA DFS uh, operating system this is the place to go so don't hesitate check out prizepix.com and use the promo code nba or go to the app store and download the app today that's prize picks is daily fantasy made easy all right we're still chatting here with charles Tugman. we're still rocking with over that music you hear This is from Dre Slaps, makes all the music for Lockdown Blazers. Shout out to Dre. You can find a link to his merch and his music in the description to this episode. We're going through Blazers over-unders. So let's keep it rolling, Charles. This next one, CJ McCollum over under 22 points per game. Where are you at?
1: I'm at the over here. You're Um, at the over, okay. Yeah, over, over. Um, And, you know, maybe I'm... Again, not lending as much weight to sort of more ball movement in the offense as I was baking into my response for Nurkic. Um, I, I, again, sort of just like Dame hitting those those four threes a game, I think this is CJ's level. This is, this is where he's at. This is almost his floor, really, at this stage right. of his career um, and over. I'm pretty confident in that. I think he plays well. He started so well last year and sort of got derailed by some niggling injuries. So um, I think he's healthy. I think he's good. And I think it goes over 22 points a game. Easy.
0: I'm going under. Last three seasons, CJ McCollum has averaged 21 points per game, 22.2 points per game, and 23.1 points per game last season. I'm a believer that more shots for Norm and more shots for Nurk and more touches for Ant, less ball in his hands with the second unit means one less point, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Like I, I think 22 is really close. Like yeah, this was probably yeah. the one that I debated the most. I agree with you. This is basically who he is. He's a 22 point per game guy. Um, So I might be, this one feels like I could be legitimately be wrong on this, but um, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm going under. So uh, I'm glad you're over. I'm glad this is one we can, we can fight about. Next one, CJ Ellaby over under seven and a half total steals for the season. Where are you at?
1: under on this one I, I don't know what sort of role he'll get this year these end of the bench guys I just don't know I think he had six steals all of last season
0: yeah six deals in 192 minutes
1: so he gets more minutes and then you see those coming along with it but but I'm going under just because I'm not a believer in in C.J. and I just don't know what his role will look like
0: so I think the only thing CJ Ellaby is good at is getting in the passing lanes. This is like literally his only <laughs> his here and there. This is his, literally his only NBA uh, NBA skill from my in my mind. So I'm going to say um I'm going to go over. I'm shocked to hear you say under cuz I feel like this is a relatively low number. So 6 steals in 192 minutes. He had a 1.5 steal percentage. Um which like kind of is a meaningless number on its own. It's like you, I literally looked the number up on Basketball Reference and then I said to myself is that good? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't I don't I know. know if that's I don't know if that's good. Um the league leaders average like three and a half, like Jimmy Butler, mm. like three and a half steel steal percentage. Uh a one and a half steal percentage is about the same range as Lou Dort and Mikhail Bridges. Very good defensive players. I'm a believer okay. in CJ LB okay, as wow. someone who steals the ball. I'm pounding the over. Big money on the over seven and a half steals. Next one is Greg Brown over under 21 and a half games played.
1: Over. Over, I think this guy's got the sort of like raw potential that you have to test out sort of early to see kind of what they can potentially give you in those sort of live run minutes. Um, And I think he ends up sort of getting some spot time here and there. And definitely he's first off the bench for kind of garbage time sort of moments, I would think.
0: Yeah, I, how many NBA games have like? Do you get ninety seconds of garbage time when it's just like, okay, let's let's just get everyone out for the last possession or whatever it is? Not even ninety seconds. Doesn't that may be disrespectful? But like three and a half minutes or something, where it's just like damn we play tomorrow night and we're down 17 let's yank him or we play tomorrow night and we're up 22 like let's let's just let's get out of here safe and have greg play uh my math here was that last year cj Ellaby played uh 30 games 30 of 72 and i feel like greg brown is going to be in that in that range as well so yeah i'm i'm with it i'm with the over our next one charles is Trendon watford uh 10 and a half games played over under
1: yeah i don't know much about this young gentleman uh, i'm going you know who under. you do know you know who you do know he's christian know watford's know. I know. I little know brother christian. i know christian yeah, watford. you know his
0: older brother for sure yeah uh, he's huge just...
1: huge shot for the hoosiers back in the day over uh anthony davis is kentucky is that the game
0: watford for the win who yeah i was I, that it was Az's it was kentucky it was a very good kentucky team uh, it might predate that a little bit, but I'm not, it's right around there. Watford for the win. I remember very, uh, I remember the shot left wing three in, in, uh, in Indiana, like at home. Uh, I yeah. just, I'm not a hundred percent. It might've been against Duke. might've mm. been against a really good Duke team. Um, but regardless, let's, we could talk about uh, college well, basketball fact check that year.
1: later. This is his younger brother. He's kin to Christian.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Ten and a half games over under.
1: Yeah. Under, I don't know much about this guy. I, I haven't watched a lick of preseason ball. I don't really do that. Even though I am a fan, I don't know about this guy. I got to go under. I don't know. He's got, yeah, you're be getting your news. You're bench.
0: getting your news from locked on blazers. You know, that's like, you'll, you'll tune in when the games count. Um, I'm going to go over just because of blowouts, but I'm really, I'm really nervous about it. Uh, My math was that Kelgen Blevins played 17 games last year out of 72. And I kind of think Trenton Watford's like, that is that, that's what he is. Um, But I'll tell you what, yeah. Um, But they've been really reluctant to play Watford in, even in preseason, like he comes in Mm. super late super late so um yeah i'm gonna go over but i i'm not i don't think it's a lock okay one one more before we go to the third segment marquise chris over under 0.5 games played for the blazers basically is marquise chris gonna make the roster yes or no
1: uh no i'm going under me too because dennis the is gonna get the job right yeah, I think he can offer sort of more solid, consistent sort of NBA skills when that moment would be needed. And it might not be needed very often for right. Smith Jr. But when it is in sort of those injury sort of moments, those games where maybe Tony Snell starts <laughs> or whatever, you might be able to trust him to to run the offense for a few minutes. And Chris has kind of bounced. He's still really young, right? Right. So he's yeah. bounced around a bit now. And uh, I think he's kind of standing on the precipice of his career. And I'm not betting on him. Sorry, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I was
0: a I was actually a pretty big Marquise Chris believer until I watched him play a couple of preseason games and I was like, maybe not. And I feel like preseason is like not a great I don't know, it's not a great like sort of like measure or maybe incubator for like guys like improving it's just ragged basketball a lot of the mm-hmm. times uh but he I, th- I thought he looked really bad in the opening game he looked better in uh in the second game when he got more regular run but um i was like on i was on the Marquis chris hype train i was telling listeners like chris is my guy if you want to know who's going to make it chris, and now i'm like yeah it's dennis smith who cares <laughs>
1: yeah sorry uh, bud not making the roster yeah, under. i
0: didn't mean it. i didn't mean it for it to go that way that's just how it did um All right, let's come back in the third segment, answer more of these over-unders. We've got a handful more that we will go through. Again, shout out to Brent Sprouse for sending the great ones to us. But before we get there, let's talk all about Theragun. Um, Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete like me or someone who's just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Just kidding. I'm more of the latter. Regardless of who you are, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. So whether you want to treat muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of daily life, there's no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. Plus, that OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their website and check it out. And the Theragun app This is even better. It learns from your behavior, so it can suggest guided routines to make your body feel better. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. My personal favorites are cookies and cream and the uh, chocolate peanut butter brownie. But whatever your palate is, whatever, whatever you're into, you're going to find a built Bar that meets your needs. Whether you're into the new flavors like cherry, lime, or churro puff, or even strawberry puff, or you want some classics like German chocolate and salted caramel, whatever it is, Theragun is going to meet your taste buds where they are. And better than just being tasty and delicious, they also pack a punch. 17 to 18 grams of protein. 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, no more than five grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. What more could you want? Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still, Mike Richmond, you're still listening to Locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with my friend Chuck Charles Tuggle. We're doing Blazers over-unders. Charles, let's keep it rolling. Our next over-under is Larry Nance Jr. Over-under .9 steals per game.
1: Over. I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. I think he's going to really help improve the the Blazers' defense. He can help on offense some. He's tenacious. Uh, He's got a bit of that ball magnet in his game. He's Absolutely. active. He, he's in, in the way I'm going over easy. Me too. Me
0: too. I I think this is an easy one. I think, uh, I, I kind of think 1.2 might've been a better number on this. Um, and 20 minutes per game as a rookie Larry Nance, averaged 0. 0.9 steals per game. Since then he's averaged at least 1.0 per game, including in year three, when he played just 22 minutes a night, he averaged 1.3 steals per game. The dude is like you said, a has a real ball magnet to his game. Um, really good sense, really good hands. Um, he's gonna, you know, if if he plays like a straight point of attack defender role where he's like guarding the ball, then he'll have less steals. But if he gets to be a help defender where he's best, he's gonna have he's gonna come away with a ton of steals because he's good at it. Mm-hmm. I've n- I'm I'm he- heavy in the over. Our next one, Charles Norman Powell, over under forty point five percent from three. What do you got?
1: I'm going under on this one. That's a nice, nice number Uh, shooting percentage, especially on some volume. Um, And I'm going under here. You know, maybe Norm is getting some more spot up opportunities this year. Maybe not. I don't even know historically if he does hit better on those spot-ups versus He's been a he's been a really good
0: standstill shooter in Toronto. He's been a really good standstill shooter in Toronto. Okay. Actually, I have his numbers. I have his numbers right here. Just these are raw shooting numbers. But mm-hmm. in 2018-19, 40% from 3 in 1920 39.9% from 3 and last year in Toronto, 43.9% from 3, but then he shot below 37% with the Blazers. Um so I think I think this line is really good. I mm-hmm. also have the under um I wonder for you if the number was 39 and a half and not forty and a half, would that change your mind? Or are you still are you still lean a little under
1: Yeah, that could potentially change my mind. I just think I think he improves a little bit on last year, you know, new environment, new system, new arena, new home arena you're playing in, maybe with some different lighting. I do think those things can affect the shooters. Sure, sure. Um sort of flow and sort of moment. So I think he settles a little bit this year, but I don't know what I would feel if it was 39 and a half. Cause I think he ends up under that 40% mark, but like close
0: 40 to is it. 40 is an elite shooter. And Norman mm-hmm. Powell can be that. Um, it's just like, I feel like, I feel like it's safe money to say that he won't be right. Like this is just, I'm just a safe money, uh, to say under 40%, but it wouldn't like if Powell's a 41% three point shooter, I'm not going to be shocked. Um, no, so if you're no, listening, no. In your headphones, nice. if you're listening, in your headphones or, or watching on YouTube right now and screaming at us that we're wrong. Um, fair. No, that'd be cool. I'd like to be wrong on this one. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Fair. I think that's, I think this is one that this is a good line because I think, um, I think 40% is, is pretty good one. Uh, Robert Covington over under 1.1 blocks per game. Where are you at?
1: I'm going under on this one. Uh, even though that is around kind of his career sort of numbers. Right. and And I think he'll be close to that. So another kind of good line set here for us to, to chew on. Um, yeah, he's getting a little bit older. He's a great defender, but blocks aren't always everything to a defender's right. game. I'm going under on, on this one, and maybe he's sharing the court with some small ball lineups like Larry Nance, so he's sort of shifting over. Of course, that opens him up for sort of help side blocks, but I'm going under, Mike. This is a good one, though.
0: Yeah, I really like this line also. And I actually have a pretty similar logic to you. I'm going under. Last year, he averaged 1.2 a game with the Blazers. And the year before, when he played like exclusively center, the back half of the season with the Houston Rockets, he averaged 2.2 right. blocks per game. He's not going to play that much center this year. Uh, so, and like, I know that like positions aren't everything, but they are because there's a lot of math that suggests like what position you play, or if you're the tallest guy on the court type of thing, like as you scale up, that it does sort of define where your shots come from more than you would think. And that means defines where the person's guarding you stands to some extent. And I mm-hmm. think with, with Nurk and Zeller and Nance, all able to play center, we're just going to see less Rocco at the five. And I think less Rocco at the five means less blocks. I'm going to go under, but I I, this was a really good line. This was one mm-hmm, that I this mm-hmm. was probably one that I had more trouble with than than others because I was I, I went back and forth in my in my notes. Okay, next one. Ben McLemore. 49 and a half games played.
1: This one was also I think set so well. Perfect line. I've, yeah. I've got under here um and there's just been so much inconsistency in McLemore's Entire career, really, but the last couple of years, especially, where he's sort of been like flirting in and out of the league and playing a little, playing a lot, all of a sudden. Right. Um. So it's hard to say how he's going to sort of carve out that space, and if the rest of the sort of roster construction and rotations allow him to even do that. I'm going under, but I, I got no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. So if this, had, if I had written this in pen, I, I do a lot of my sort of work uh, prep in like a notebook, like I'm. Um, uh, pen and paper i did this in a word in a google doc uh because it was just easier for me a lot of cutting and pasting because me and you were emailing back and forth but um you would have seen me cross out over cross out under cross out over like i went back and forth so many times i landed it over just because i think like randomly he'll play two-thirds of the games just in like spot minutes and like oh we need a shooter for once like there's four seconds left in the second quarter Mm. let's put another shooter on the court type of thing right right um so I landed over, but this is a tough one. 50 games is, it's like, is they just have a lot of guards, you know, like Mm -hmm. Damon, you're going to play a bunch. Ant's going to play a bunch. Norm's going to play a bunch with that second unit. Um, you know, they don't have another guard there, but if they keep Dennis Smith Jr, then he's the, he's the other point guard you would use. Um, I, there's just, there's, there seems like there's going to be a lot of nights where Macklemore does not play, but does it, does that number reach what 33, I guess is the number, uh, I say no, but I'm, I'm, this is close. This is really close.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised on a huge sort of fluctuation variance of, of games played for him. You know, totally. maybe he's just not in the lineup at all. Things aren't working out, but he's got decent size to him. So you can see him sort of s- sticking in a little while, especially if his shot is falling, which has also been inconsistent in his career, but. Right. You like kind he, of for a long looks. time he
0: was a shooter he was a shooter who couldn't shoot. Like that was he was like this yeah. he, beautiful he jump this,
1: shot. I mean he just didn't yeah. really hit it at like a high yeah. clip. I've always found that odd. You know, I think right? his jump shot's gorgeous. Beautiful.
0: But. Yeah, it's a beautiful jumper, but then it would bri- he shot, you know, whatever <laughs> <laughs> well below league average with the Kings. The stink of the Kings maybe got him. Um that, that will happen to you. See like every King's draft pick for the last 20 years. Um over under six and a half points per game for Cody Zeller.
1: Big handsome, my fellow Indiana Hoosier brethren.
0: Hoosier, Hoosier legend,
1: Le- Zeller Bros are Hoosier legends for sure. Three brothers. Washington in the NBA. High School
0: is that where he went?
1: Yeah, I think that's it. Well,
0: I know that's where his older brother went. Washington yeah. High. Shout out to, shout out to beautiful Indiana.
1: I'm going over though. You know, I like the guy. Yeah. If he's sort of playing, if he's healthy, it gives you a lot. He and the Larry Nant sort of acquisitions are the the two moves I'm most excited about. That sort of front court depth and sort of versatility the guys i think is just he's solid he's rock solid and he's bound yeah. to get like one to two free throws every single game just sure. just in and around the rim just kind of banging you know just offensive putback or something like that so he's, he's gonna get to the line at least once or twice a game and then just a freebie or so also so i think over on this one
0: i'm over as well and and part of my logic here is like i'm with you i think um totally spot on with your analysis, but, um, to add to that, uh, I, I, how much is Nurk going to play? Is NERC, Nurk th- Nurk's not a 35 minute a night guy. Like unfortunately he's not.
1: not, yeah, unfortunately, he might not. be. Th-
0: they might try to push him to 30 minutes a night, but like, I, I think realistically 27, 28 is probably where about like, especially with the way they're going to play defense, like how much you can ask Nurk to play and be effective. Um, you know, he's, he's flying around out there. They're going to need depth. And I think that's, I think to me, that's Cody. Um, and we'll see, I, I kind of think it's over. Like I think it's over. I think um seven and a half I would get a get a little dicey on. Eight and a half I would take the under. But like mm-hmm. I think he's like a I think he's like an eight. I think he's like an eight and eight guy off the bench.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pretty consistent uh with what he can give you. And it's you know, we're we're hoping and praying on his health, but then he busts his nose up. I did see oh that news gosh. in one of the first games. That's just
0: have you seen the clip of it?
1: Uh yeah, I did. I did, because it was on yeah. dollar, just kind of catching him. Um awkwardly sort of yeah
0: just kind of turning around and just caught him straight with the forearm elbow right to the bridge of his nose it looked um i was at the game and i i was at the game and i like audibly i was like whoo like from far away, I was like, you know, I'm up in 213 or whatever, like at the top of the lower bowl. And even from there, I was like, Oh no. Like I, I actually, I, it took me days to see the replay. Once I found out how bad it was, I was like, okay, I'm going to wa- I need to watch the replay, I guess of this. Um, it's luckily, right on the, the good, schnoz,
1: you know, it's not yeah. even like he can like roll with the, the punch, so to speak, you know, on his <laughs> sure. cheek or something like that. It, that's a bummer, but he'll be back fighting with the mask. So, so I'm over on, on uh, it,
0: the big handsome, only, only better news for the big handsome to get that nose rearranged that's my guy
1: just some fire to get him going you know
0: (laughs) okay last over under and we could talk about this one uh at at length a little bit is over under this one comes from betonline.ag uh a sponsor of this podcast and and ben ben sprouse doesn't work for betonline.ag but maybe betonline y'all should hire him because ben sets fire lines but this last one is courtesy of betonline.ag over under 44 and a half wins for the portland trailblazers
1: we're going over, yeah. We're going over Blazers. You know, they they rather consistently overperform or sort of meet the under conditions. I feel like in a I lot think of seven those. of
0: the last eight years, they have beat the uh, preseason yeah, odds and as set by the Westlake Casino in Las Vegas, like the the book that ESPN uses.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's just. Uh, Part and parcel of Damian Lillard's game and his role and influence on this team. That's just what he does as well. You know, if the team has struggles at any point in the season, Dame puts the team on his back and gets them where they need to to be, for the most part, at least in the regular season, right? Um, so, uh, over easy. Easy money. All- I bet the odds aren't even that good for your return on your on your bet. No, they're
0: they're not. They're not particularly good. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to bet a lot of money. Uh, it also might be a testament to Neil Olshay building some uninspiring rosters that they keep putting the um they keep putting the over under so low that the Blazers can achieve it. Is that from the outside it's like, okay, what what is this group like? I don't you know, and like apparently the Ed Davis Alfrukamino Moharkless group was fantastic, right? But like, um, it's you know they fantastic they won for, they won 44 games and it felt like a miracle but the over under that year was like 27 and a half so um
1: <laughs> yeah it's, they, they, know, it's, it's, it speaks to solidity of the Blazers as well over the past couple years and if you can credit Olshay for anything you can credit him for a lot of things but uh, one is the sort of maintaining the culture a little bit there's not any sort of crazy fires and emergencies and, and drama around the Blazers no they're mostly uh yeah exactly so that 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 lends itself to their sort of solid sort of consistency so yeah I got him over 40 44 I got him winning 48 that's my 48, 48 okay games. that's your
0: prediction where what is that do you have you penciled it out where do you have them finishing in the west
1: uh I haven't really looked at that in comparison to the other sort of playoff and play in spots so I don't know
0: well let me ask you in real time are they yep, better than go. the Dallas? are they better than the Dallas
1: Mavericks yes Yes. Okay. I, Are I'm they still... better than the
0: Los Angeles Clippers? Uh,
1: I don't know about that one. They're Kawhi Less. That means so much, but I like what they have going on there. Uh, I don't I don't know. I think they're yeah. You own a level. Nicholas
0: Batum jersey.
1: You should. You should. I mean, yeah. PG is really good too, and he yeah. he had his sort of moments uh, on the whipping post, uh, uh, memed in the bubble and whatnot. But he's a great player, and he's been a great player.
0: Yeah are are the Blazers better than the Warriors? No. Are they better than the Denver Nuggets? No. Okay, so we've got we've got three teams ahead with one team behind. Are they better than the Phoenix Suns?
1: No, but I don't. I don't know where the Suns are really going to be. Actually, we won't get too deep into this because I could talk a while about what I think about them coming up.
0: This we'll bring season. you back for for a for a full yeah, Western I, Conference preview. I, right? I do
1: think the Suns are better, um, assuming that Chris Paul's around. Um, sure, are they better? Maybe, are,
0: are the. Go Fred, ahead. Now you. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, are they? <laughs> are they better than the Utah Jazz? Are the Blazers better than Jazz?
1: Uh, no.
0: Not in the regular season. They might beat them in the playoffs. I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. They're um, too
1: solid with Gobert in the regular season. They're rocking. They're gonna solid. whoop ass
0: in the regular season. It's just in the playoffs, their lack of perimeter defense might get them exposed. Does that sound familiar? Um <laughs> are the are the are the Portland Trail Blazers better than the Los Angeles Lakers in the regular season?
1: No, no, no. I mean, I I don't have the Blazers in the top four, obviously, from, from this little exercise. It sounds like they're seven. Exercise. It sounds like they're yes, seventh based seven. on this exercise. Um, I still think 48 maybe gets them there, though.
0: Yeah, the West. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of good teams in the West. Yeah, yeah. we haven't even Memphis, Memphis or New Orleans. I'm not a believer in the Pelicans even a little bit, um, but as a team, I'm a believer in uh, Zion Williamson being very good at basketball, but not as teammates necessarily with apologies to Jonas Valanciunas, whom I love. Um, Not apologizing to anyone who went to Duke, though. Not (laughs) other
1: than Zion. (laughs) Yeah, no, Um, we don't need to talk about them. They're trash. They're trash. But Memphis, I mean, they should be all right, you know? They're going to be tough. The West is deep, man. What can you do?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... So I have the Blazers at 47 wins. That's my pick. I'm, like, harassing you. Like, how good are they? And I have them (laughs) winning one less game. (laughs)
1: Hey, let's get down to the nitty gritty though. That's what we're doing. Yeah.
0: So I I have been winning one less game and I I I think I think 6th is my prediction. Uh I pe- I penciled it out. Last year I sent you my little penciled out predictions and I think I missed like something like uh 6 of the 8 playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. So, uh please don't share that that I <laughs> please don't share that text message I sent you last year. Yeah, East was uh, weird last
1: year. East is always kind of weird, man. You don't know who's going to find some form I was like really a strange wrong. team.
0: Yeah. I was really wrong about Indiana and Toronto. Um, it happens. So yeah. Uh, um, well, you don't have, a, you don't have anything to plug, but, uh, I don't know, go, um, you know, go check out a book from a public library, um, uh,
1: support uh, the arts.
0: Yeah. Support the arts of write someone you love a handwritten note in Charles's honor. He loves He loves a good, uh, a love good a handwritten letter. note. Yeah. Love a letter. Uh, so yeah, do those things. Also, Tell your friends about this show. That would be wonderful for me. And tell them they can find it wherever they get podcasts. Just search Locked Blazers but be there waiting for you. And tell them they can find it on YouTube. We are, YouTube we, are up, y'all. we are up there. We are up there. You can watch me and Charles have this discussion in, in, in our lives from our homes across the country. Um, But listen, we are at 600 subscribers. We're trying to get to 1,000 by Halloween. We are more than halfway there at the halfway point of October, but I need your help to get there. So if you are listening and you haven't subscribed, Take your phone out right now. Go to YouTube and subscribe to Lockdown Blazers. Then tell one friend, one Mm -hmm. Blazer, you have one Blazer friend, tell them to do it. Okay, that's, that's, I'm, that's what I ask of you is subscribe and then ask a friend to do the same because uh, I want to grow the show. I want it to be the best Blazer podcast that there is and I need your help to do that. So subscribe to the show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe on YouTube and come back next week when we will finish out player previews. We will preview the Blazers' first game of the season opening nights less than a week away. A ton of fun. We'll have interviews next week and, uh, you know, not too long. We'll get you back in here, Charles. Appreciate uh, you hanging with us for a little bit, man.
1: Thank you for having me. Go Blazers.
0: Oh, we'll get you back soon. Appreciate you, dude.